Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, July 10th. It is six minutes after nine. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. And I wasn't lying. The gang is all back together. Back from paternity leave. Rob Kendall is here. You know, they were calling you Pete Buttigieg while you were gone. Oh, I've been called way worse than that over the years. Except for unlike him, you didn't wait until your child was in kindergarten to come back from maternity leave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and we'll get into all the parent details and yeah. stories and everything here in just a little bit. I will say this, though, and God bless my wife. She is doing just a phenomenal job. But there does come a moment, mm-hmm. and anybody who has been a parent, who has had a newborn, where you just you look forward to the moment where you say, well, gosh darn it, honey. I have to go to work. (laughs) I have to go to work. Would you like to have a conversation about something other than the baby? Uh, Yes. Okay. Because we will get into into all the baby details coming up in Mm -hmm. a little bit, how Mm -hmm. the baby's doing, the whole play-by-play on the the birth, which was amazing. But yes, because when you... When you leave the house for yourself with a newborn, you feel guilty. Yeah. But if you say... You got to go make some money. I have to it's provide for, the family. for this family. Yes. It's for the family. <laughs> it's a it's a good excuse. Well, we're glad you're back. Uh, let's, let's talk about Ron DeSantis for just a bit. He blamed the media narrative around his campaign for his plunging popularity in the polls. He said that the corporate media is focusing on him and they're preventing him from winning the Republican nomination. I did not expect this from Ron DeSantis to be blaming others for his sagging polls. But the Wall Street Journal even came out and said that he is in trouble. Yeah, so Wall Street Journal with the big expose. And look, I freely will admit, Mm -hmm. at, at least at this point now, again, the only thing that matters is when the votes start getting counted in Iowa and New Hampshire and all sorts of, it's an eternity between now and then. And Ron DeSantis is clearly in second place he is the second alternative he is the first alternative to trump however very very wrong in the sense of i thought people would see this guy they would become super enamored with this guy they would look at the success of florida and they would say well we can get all of the stuff we claim to want with trump we get it better than trump we get it more reliable than trump we get more conservative than trump and we get someone who governed more effectively than Trump without any of the drama. Sure. And with the polling repeatedly showing Ron DeSantis does way better mm-hmm. against Joe Biden, not just in a national poll, but more importantly, in the swing states that the Republicans would say, OK, let's roll. Yep. However, and I've said this many times. Never, ever, ever, ever underestimate the Republicans' willingness to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. (laughs) And gosh darn it, Casey, it appears... It's happening again. They are just going to go down with the Trump ship again, and then there's going to be all sorts of excuses, and it's going to be everybody's fault but Trump, because DeSantis... While again, clearly Mm -hmm. the the number one alternative to Trump, not making the inroads necessary to even to even make it competitive. Yeah, well, poll after poll has Donald Trump in the low 50s and Ron DeSantis 28 percentage points behind Trump. So it's not just a little bit. It's consistent and it's over and over with every poll you look at. Trump is winning so far by double digits. It didn't, I mean, I I thought this, we talked about this. It would be a thing where is he instantly going to come out and 
it'll be a tie ball game the moment DeSantis announces. No. But did I think as you meet this guy, as you see his track record, as you learn his story, he obviously has money. People, he would just chip off little, little bits at a time. Mm -hmm. But to quote... uh, to quote uh, to quote the the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, you're going the wrong way. You're going in the wrong direction. You're going to kill somebody. Yeah, and the surprising thing that happened while you were gone is my ex-boyfriend, who now I'm like, hey, you up? Vivek yeah. has been gaining a lot. And, you know, by the end of the week, by next week, Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis could be tied in all of these polls, which is the most shocking part to me. Well, and that is very interesting. Now, I think you're a little optimistic, and I know that you're very enamored with the size of Vivek's wallet. Wallet, yes. Mm-hmm. And I know that I, I, I know that now. Look, Vivek Ramaswamy has as much chance of being president as I do, and of course, I'm not running. But it is also very interesting how the Republicans are not coalescing around an alternative to Trump, which is exactly how Trump won the last time. So I guess, as of right now, we're going to be just hoping for some sort of miracle that people who load this guy and will not vote for him, I, I don't know, suffer amnesia the day they go to the polls or what? I, I don't know, because the poll, the polling is showing and it's showing it in, in every poll that any Republican can win but Trump. And it appears the people are saying, well, I guess we're just set on losing then. Well, they want Trump. And here's the difference. Ron DeSantis has been spending a lot of time on ideology. Trump has made it issues. Yeah. And Trump is focusing on the economy. And you remember that CNN interview he did with that Caitlin Collins? Uh, oh, yeah. And they took questions from the crowd. And somebody asked him, how is he going to turn the economy around? And he said, drill, baby, drill. That was it. Trump has been focusing on the issues. He's been talking about the economy, reducing taxes, regulations. Uh, He wants to, you know, unleash America's dominance in energy. And I think these are the things that are resonating with people because every day that affects you. Every time you go to pay for something, you're thinking about the economy and inflation. All right. So uh, Trump, he was somewhere. He had a rally. Was this Vegas that he had a rally? And I think it was Las Vegas that he had a Nevada somewhere. He was there for that U.S. UFC. UFC, and then he had a rally yes, while sports. he was there. Yes, yes he was mm-hmm. there for the USFC uh, ra- fight, and he also had a rally. Yes, very good. Thanks, Mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports. <laughs> he, Go team. And he had some things to say about Ron DeSantis, and he said he's very highly overrated. Uh, three years later, they said to him, will you run against the president? And he said, I have no comment on that. I said, he has no comment. That means he's running. <laughs> I said, that son of a bitch is running. I got him elected. So I don't, I'm not a big fan of his, and he's highly overrated. He's highly overrated. Not a fan. But it just, it just seems a reminder. Nobody, look, clearly nobody cares, right? I mean, I thought people would see the contrast and say, you can get normal, you can get back to the way things were, and you can get more, more importantly, you can get the policy, and we can be done with this guy. But it is clear, and look, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, it's rare I'm wrong, but I'm wrong. 
They're not done with this guy. They want the drama. They want the excuses. They want the shenanigans. They want the sideshow. They want the distraction. And most importantly, they want the, which polling clearly shows the ability to not be able to win the people he needs to win. It's clear right now that is what the Republicans want. And we're going to wake up in November of 2024, and it's going to be four more years of, of Biden the Biden crime syndicate and they're going to it's getting it was stolen and it was this and it was that no it's people don't like this guy well in 2016 Trump was running on the issues and then in 2020 it was more like of the redemption tour and I feel like he's swinging back to the issues is yeah it, is it let me ask you this is it remember an animal house where there's a famous slide where he goes they can't do that to our pledges only we can do that to our pledges <laughs> is, it, is that what this is it's like where the where the the people the republican primary voter is saying doesn't matter that he's gonna lose doesn't matter that the polling shows us that he's highly unlikable doesn't matter that the polling shows basically any other republican but biden can win we'll decide when this guy is done and we're not you don't get to we do that's right well and you know what the thing thing with Trump and DeSantis is they've both been talking about things like getting rid of DEI and the woke culture and education and securing the border. But the thing that Trump is focusing on is the economy. And DeSantis has not perfected his message with that yet. Uh, okay, so Trump was on his Truth social media platform, and uh, you know I've been gone what ten days, mm-hmm. so I thought it might be good to start because uh, he did talk about DeSantis there as well, in addition to his his rally that he had, and so I thought it might be good to do a dramatic reading. I like of, it. Uh, Trump's we missed thoughts. it. Yes, on uh, on Ron DeSanctimonious. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. And I- <laughs> <laughs> The ramblings of a madman. Run to Sanctimonious is desperately trying to get out of the presidential race. While at the same time, saving face for 2028, where he has been greatly damaged. Jeff Rowe, Ron's boss, despite having a terrible record of winning, is spending money like a wild man gone bad. Much of the money is being, much of the money being used was raised for his gubernatorial race and transferred over illegally, question mark, because his presidential donors have largely fled due to his terrible and still falling poll numbers. <laughs> Ron is just wasting his time. I don't think he's wasting his time. Somebody has got to run alongside Trump for options. I think the people that are wasting their time uh, is Chris Christie and Doug Berman and whatever his name is. Am I even saying his name right? I'm probably not. But, you know. If you can't remember his name, you, he, he's he, wasting he is his wasting his time. He's definitely wasting his time. But again, Ron DeSantis needs to go back to everything that he said in his book and get people to understand that message. And that's where he's falling short. Uh, real quick, Kevin McCarthy, you remember him. He's the Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the guy who caved on the debt ceiling. You, yep. remember, you remember him, right? Yeah. And he's the guy that Jim Banks voted for 15 times and told him what a, what a great conservative fighter he was going to be. And that didn't work out. But that's a story for another time. Anyway, he was on CNBC and he got asked directly if Trump is the strongest person to take on Biden. And well, he didn't he didn't really have an answer for that. 
Trump, him. Can Trump beat Biden? Yes, he can beat Biden. You, is that a good thing for the Republican Party if Donald Trump is the... Is the, the Republicans the, get to select their nominee. I think if you want to go sheer policy to policy, it's not good for Republicans. It's good for America. Trump's policies are better, straightforward than Biden's It makes policy. it complicated if, if he's got all these trials and, and, and all this stuff overhanging. It the, makes it complicated. also helps him when... But do you think he Democrats could win an election? Could he win an election? Can and, he and win get, that election? Yeah, he can. You think he can? You, the question is, is he the strongest to win the election? I don't know that answer. But can somebody, can anybody beat Biden? Yeah, anybody can beat Biden. Can Biden beat other people? Yes, Biden can beat him. It's on any given let, day. Let's, he sounds like he's talking about a, a sports match, a, an NFL game. On any given day, any given Sunday, Biden can win. No, this is a marathon. It's not. This is like the whole season yes. we have to pay attention he, he, to. That, that was the best, uh, by best, I mean absolute worst non-answer someone could possibly give, and he didn't <laughs> want any part of that question. All right, well, America is number two. We're not number one in this category, and actually, we don't want to be number one. We'll tell you what it is coming up. It's 18 minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93. WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Three minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Should that guy not have been arrested for fraud? What guy? Man, this is a John great, Cafferty. It's a great Caff- Springsteen song. We were, we were talking about this during the break. So John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band mm-hmm. was this good this guy's name. Eddie and the Cruisers. Yes. And is did he not just wake up and say, I'm going to imitate Bruce mm-hmm. Springsteen to the best of my ability? And hope no one will notice the difference. He's an O'Neater, a one-hit wonder, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I mean, there's no doubt that when people hear that song, the average person thinks that is Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it, it, it's true. And but the guy made a gajillion dollars and got away with it. one song. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It is 24 minutes after nine. That's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And people in the U.S. consuming an average of 3,868 calories per day. How much? 3,868. That's way ahead of where you're supposed to be. That's way ahead of where you're supposed to be. Uh, It is the second highest number in any country in the world. We're number two. I would have thought, I'm really surprised by this, I would have thought we would have been number one. Yeah. But we're not. We're number two. Uh, Bahrain in the Middle East is number one. They consume about 4,000 calories per day. Daily Mail release. Wait, 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 real, real quick, and if yeah. the answer's no, then I won't hold it against you because I can't either. Could you identify Bahrain on a map? Um, yeah, it's it's no it's, way. It's an island uh, above it? India. Yeah, you could, if I th- showed you a map right now and said you point to Bahrain, well, because I saw the interactive map that Daily Mail put out, and I I was zooming in because I was like, where is it? 
you, we found the fatties on the map. They're right yeah, over there. They're right there. I, I did go to a Middle Eastern buffet over the weekend, and uh, <laughs> course, they right? do consume a lot of calories. 4,000 calories? Yeah. That's a lot. That's, that's du- like twice the recommended daily allowance. Yeah, double, right? Yeah. So uh, Daily Mail put out this map, and it was created from researchers at Oxford University. They ranked 184 different countries by calorie consumption, and 173 of them eat more than what they're supposed to be wow. eating, which is the you know the recommended daily average. Well, part of it, though, is how much you actually like work out. Because not all calories can one, not all calories consumed are the same, mm-hmm. and two, what you do with those calories, right? Calories in, calories out. I mean, my, Michael Phelps was consuming something like five thousand calories a day at the peak of his swimming success. Sure, but he well, was working it off. Well, nobody was going to look at Michael Phelps and go, "Hey, fatty. Yeah. Hey, chubby. Better get in the pool." <laughs> well, they're saying that there are now one billion people that are now obese across the world. I'd buy that. That's what one in eight is. Yeah. There eight billion people on the planet. Yeah, I'd buy that. So, and and that's up from 175 million, which was the standard in the 70s. So, over the past 50 years, 175 million to 1 billion. Yeah. That's a lot of food. I would totally believe that. So, uh, health officials say that, you know, being overweight will give you health problems, including high blood pressure, heart disease, and even Alzheimer's. By the way, the other countries that are consuming far too many calories include Ireland, Belgium, and Turkey. I was just really, really surprised that we were not number one in that category. And finally, I want to share this with you because last break we were talking about Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump and how Donald Trump has been focusing a lot on the economy and issues related to that. He wants fair trade. He wants to unleash America's energy. He wants to reduce Biden inflation, save the economy, reduce taxes and regulations. Well, Ron DeSantis was asked about uh, Bidenomics. He was on Fox News yesterday morning. He's currently polling 32 points behind Donald Trump. That's according to Real Clear Politics. But he was asked about uh, binomics, and this is what he had to say. Well, I have no interest in managing the decline of this country. Uh, I want to reverse the decline. I think Bidenomics really harkens back to the late 1970s and the malaise of the Jimmy Carter era. People were talking about there was an era of limits. People just needed to be willing to make do with less. And Ronald Reagan said, no, uh, that's not acceptable. We can do better. And I think we're in a similar situation here. Bidenomics, at the end of the day, means you pay more for everything. Your standard of living declines. You have less freedom, but the government has much more power. And they want to wield that power over the economy to advance a very liberal uh, political agenda. So Ron DeSantis needing to focus much more on the economy because that's what is resonating with people. I don't like his voice. (laughs) I think I've said that before, right? Right. I think that's a big thing. They just need to have Casey DeSantis doing all the talking. Uh, Trump currently leading in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. By the way, in the YouTube chat, Bill, I was today years old when I learned that bumper song was not Bruce Springsteen. See? Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you. There we go. Well, it's just as good as Bruce. Yeah. It's fraud, Kev. American (laughs) Greed. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown band should be on American Greed because that guy's made a gajillion dollars over almost 40 years and he knew exactly what he was doing when he did it. All right, we need to get to the news, but when we come back, we're going to get a full baby report from first time dad, Rob Kendall. I'm doing a great job. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC.
8.33. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. You can find me on Twitter, Casey Daniels 317 I'm also on Instagram and the TikTok. And we missed you while you were gone. I was forced to work with other people. Yeah, your man. <laughs> he he did a good job. He did great. He did a good job. We had some fun while you while you were gone, but we missed you. Well, Casey came to my house on Friday, and I your know. man was there too. And she's like, "We'll just stay a couple of minutes." Uh huh. And, hour and three hours later, Casey still has a vice grip on my child. Oh, look at you! She is a darling baby doll, full head of hair. Oh my goodness, she looks like you too. Yeah, that's why she she's has, darling. She has your nose. How could it be? anything that's the first thing kevin said mm-hmm. when he saw my baby was oh my gosh it has your nose and I, yeah she does and we talked about this yeah. so i called thursday she was born late wednesday mm-hmm. last a week and a half a week ago. and a half ago yeah and i said there is this moment and i'm sure you felt it too and i'm sure jim felt it in which when you look at your child for the first time and you see you mm-hmm there's no denying parts of you, whether it's the mother, the father. There's almost always some part of you in that child. No, usually one parent will get more prevalent traits than the other, but that is an incredible feeling, which you can't even. You could give me a week, and I couldn't describe what that is like. And I still find myself doing it now, and maybe it'll, you know, maybe it will never stop where you look at your child and they look back at you. Mm-hmm. And it's almost more endearing now than it will ever be because they can't communicate with you. But you're like, my baby and I will have, Olivia and I will have staring contests because she is now <laughs> to the point where her eyes will stay open for long periods She's of time. She's focusing on you. Right. Yeah. And, and you are staring. It's a weird field of dreams type of thing. And that's the best way I can describe it, where... It's almost like you're looking at yourself, uh, <laughs> yes. the baby version of yourself. You were so funny. So I went, uh, so we went over to uh, Robin G's place on Friday, and you were like, "Yeah, we left the hospital, and they were just like, good luck." <laughs> Yeah, you have a whole human that you are responsible for now. And uh, she's so sweet. So I was I was holding her and your wife at one point was like, oh, I've never tried holding her like that. I'm going to do that because she stopped crying. And I was just kind of bouncing her. And then I got to feed her. And then after I fed her, you know, I put her up on my shoulder to do the burp. And she she let a little burp out. And then she just stayed there. And you were so funny. You were like, uh, Olivia, Olivia, like, check to make yes. sure that she was still breathing. Yes. And, and I said, how many times a day do you check to make sure she's still breathing? And you said about every 15 seconds. Yes, I still do that, which is ridiculous. However, I will say I have gotten much better about the obsession of mm-hmm. everything with my kid. <laughs> about day three, I realized it is impossible to obsess to the level by which you want to obsess about your kid and you will just drive yourself insane Mm -hmm. because and this is the thing about babies that you don't realize until you have one they're incredibly resilient oh yeah like you think you're going to just break them in half every time you handle them little yes all those little feet and those little toes yes oh but you're you guys were doing good you seem like you've getting some sleep and she's eating good and she's sleeping good i am getting sleep (laughs) my wife is a saint Uh uh-huh 
And as such, she recognized of her own volition, because you know me, Casey, I am just as I do at this radio show, I um I am always giving of myself. Sure. I am always going above and beyond sure. what is expected. Mm-hmm. No different in my role as a father. Uh, I would volunteer to do all of the stuff and stay up all hours of the night. And my wife, because she is a wonderful human being, mm-hmm. recognized about two days ago, you have to go back to work. Yeah. And of course, I did the thing where, yeah, gosh darn it, honey. Oh. I, I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> There's nothing that... <laughs> It's me more. And she's like, you need to start getting some sleep. Well, okay. I feel terrible about this. So at one point, you and the dude were having a conversation totally unrelated to the baby. And I said to him, would you stop? Wait, there's a new baby here. This is why we're here. Pay attention yeah. to Olivia. And your wife said, oh, no, he needs to talk about something else besides the baby. So uh, getting it out of your system now. So this is what's interesting. We got into a little bit when I called on Thursday. You... And I don't know if you felt this way when you had your child, and it'd be interesting to ask Jim about this. You never feel more helpless than when you're in, as a, I'm saying this as a, as a man, you never feel more helpless than during the actual birthing mm. process. Yeah. Because throughout the whole nine and a half months or whatever it is, I as a father as a supporter am able to do things for acts of service my sure. wife right to mm-hmm. make life easier and then all of this build up and then it is 100 percent on her yeah and, at, and the doctors it, right yeah. it's it's, to, it's completely totally out of your hands and you have to just sit there mm-hmm. and i don't know if jim did this but they have this thing where they monitor the baby's heartbeat throughout the process and you just stare at this thing and they keep telling you it's fine. Mm-hmm. Your baby is doing great. And you keep going, this is taking forever. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It takes a lot longer <laughs> it's than, normal. Than, than this. And you you just sit there feeling like you should be doing something, yet there is basically nothing you can do other than to continually be emotionally and verbally supportive of your wife. Yeah, well, and that's what you're supposed to do in that situation. And she had a natural childbirth, so I have to imagine, <laughs> wow, uh, brave lady. I have to imagine that you were, at some point, just wanted to take her pain away. Yes. So she decided, because there is a lot of information that the kind of, if you can, and look, many people cannot, and it's in no means an indictment on those people or people who choose not to, but the best thing, if you can do it for your baby is to try to do a natural childbirth. And she made that decision Mm -hmm. a long time ago. It was all of her. I did not pressure her to do that. She, She did it because she wanted to do it. And we tried to warn her yeah. and we tried to talk her out of it. And I made her just sign a disclaimer saying, I will not blame Rob Kendall if in the middle of this birth, <laughs> it is not what I expected. And she, to her credit, yeah, she did it. Yeah. It took almost 24 hours, mm-hmm. but she did it. And because that's how much she cares about our child. And that's one of the things that I have, I have worked on with her is that you can only push yourself so far and you have time and again pushed yourself and the baby's going to be fine, Mm -hmm. right? Like you come to the conclusion and it's probably easier for fathers to come to this conclusion than mothers because we don't have the connection of having carried them, carried them, birthed them. 
that the baby is going to be fine and the things that they do most of them are natural and the baby will let you know if it is in an unnatural uncomfortable position they will let you know my child has absolutely no problem screaming right in my face and letting me know if she was is remotely uncomfortable about anything were there any surprises to you through this process the birth and now that she's a week and a half old so i said this when I called, and I want to say it again because I know we got other things to get to, but I, there are a couple of things I want to say. One, we we um, her name is Tori Dawson, and she is phenomenal. She's what they call a doula, mm-hmm. and if you are new to childbirth, you absolutely need to get yourself one of these fabulous people because you will have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many, trust me from experience, Casey, mm-hmm. no matter how many YouTube videos you watch or books you read or articles you read, you have no idea what you're doing. It's correct. And doulas. That's, that's why you take advice from people who've been through it. These people, their job is to help you through the birthing process. In this case, Tori's a registered nurse. She worked at Walter Reed. She was a military nurse. She was awesome at helping us through the whole process. She was there the entire time. The reason I believe I am alive today after 24 hours of natural childbirth is because Tori was there with us. So I want to, first of all, say what an awesome job she did. She kept my wife calm and worked her through the entire process. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Two, the people at Hendricks Regional Health did an outstanding job delivering our baby. They were very loving and supportive throughout the whole thing. And then the third thing that I want to say, because we talk about this a lot on this show, but not nearly enough, is the power of prayer. And... During my wife's birth, this was probably about hour 18, and I know she won't mind me sharing this, she got what they kind of refer to as stuck mm-hmm. during the birthing process. Yeah. And what that means is you you have moved forward and then you have stopped moving forward. Now, the baby is, an actually, is actually in no real danger, and the baby is fine, but to the parent, the mother... And the father has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. You believe it's the end of the world, right? Yeah. The the doom, inevitable doom is upon us. And when you've watched your wife go through that for 18 hours, you begin to hit the panic button yourself, even though you're told everything's fine. And at about that time, the life, our great friends, our fabulous friends at Life Church started a prayer chain for us. And within... 20 minutes of that prayer chain starting after multiple hours of being stuck and just it was just an awful feeling and this is terrible grammar and I'm sure some doctor somewhere some birthing doctor is like you're a moron but she became unstuck (laughs) and that baby was born started moving within Mm -hmm. an hour of that Mm -hmm. and I give all of that to God and the prayer chain that was set up by the Micah and the people at Life Church because that was a horrific, awful feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wanted to make sure today that I gave credit to Tori and to the great folks at Life Church and the people at Hendricks Regional Health because, man, having a kid is the greatest feeling in the world. You know, I mean, and you know that, yeah. right? I, you, you know that there is nothing like seeing your child enter the world and then being responsible for that child. Yep. You're blessed. You're blessed. And we're all so happy for you. And everybody called while you were gone and congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Everybody was just very uh, thankful that the baby was good and healthy and your wife as well. And uh, Casey, we did get your fingerprints removed from my child's arms. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you would ask me at one point if I was getting baby fever from it. I said, oh, no, that ship has sailed, but I will be more than happy to babysit in a few weeks when you guys are ready for a little break. All right. So when we, I, I know in the template we have, uh, Todd Rokita's a moron. <laughs> Todd Rakita is an obsessed weirdo moron. He was talking about you and you weren't even here. Uh, the, the guy is, I mean, the guy is just short. Todd Rokita is just short of the boiling r- rabbit on the stove shouting, I will not be ignored, Dan. All right. Well, uh, and so, but I need more time than what we've probably got left in this hour. So do you want to get into what's going on with Ukraine when we come back? Yep, we'll talk about that and those cluster munitions. That's coming up from Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. minutes away from 10. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. So the Biden administration, they're considering a plan to send Ukraine with those controversial cluster munitions. This is all part of an $800 million weapons package. They make that, they may make that announcement on Friday. Biden's been out uh, talking about how he was convinced into doing it because Ukraine is running out of ammunition. But a lot of people have concerns about this cluster munition as a weapon because they can remain unexploded and then years later they can explode i.e. landmines okay so this is so great because by great i mean terrible because one it's another example of unlimited resources to ukraine by the way we think so little of ukraine we don't want them in nato correct uh, again they, they're not ready yet they're not ready we've given them Hundreds of billions of dollars, weaponry, whatever. But uh, hey, you're 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 not quite ready for NATO yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be a red flag. And two, so th- these cluster munitions, when Trump had them and was storing them, it was oh my gosh, warmonger, you, you know, merchant of death, going to kill innocents. There's no reason to have these. Trump, orange man, bad, blah blah blah. And now. Oh my gosh, it's so great that Biden is sending the cluster munitions to the Ukraine. Oh, oh, it's just... Both sides do this, Casey, Mm -hmm. and it is the continual shape-shifting of whatever they want reality to be to fit their desired end outcome. So when Trump is storing the cluster munitions, that's awful because someone's going to get killed. When... Biden is sending them to the Ukraine to be deployed. 
Oh, that's so wonderful. That's okay. Yeah, so these things, it looks like it's a bomb, and then it explodes off, and then it has little bomblets. That's what they're called, yeah. bomblets, well, that so, go off. So anybody who remembers the hit Nintendo game Super Contra, I mean, you're old enough to remember Nintendo, right? In Super Contra 3, there was a player named Beans, <laughs> and Beans had the cluster munitions mm-hmm. where he could set those bad boys off, and that was... Uh, you did not want to be near a cluster munition set off by beans on Super Contra 3. Okay, so there's 100 countries that don't think this is a good idea. Our allies, keep in mind, Britain, Germany, France, they all say these are bad things because they kill civilians unintended. And now Biden is saying, well, no, this is just going to go to the front line. This is just where Ukraine is trying to get through trenches. So it's okay. And he was uh, on CNN and he, he was trying to explain it. You have news. The news is that the administration is going to provide cluster munitions to uh, the Ukrainians. These are weapons that 100 nations ban, including some of our closest NATO allies. Uh, When there was news that the Russians might be using it admittedly against civilians, your then press secretary said this might be the constitute war crimes. What made you uh, change your mind and decide to give them these weapons? Two things, Fred, and it was a very difficult decision on my part. Uh, and by the way, I discussed this with our allies, discussed this with our friends up on the hill. And uh, we're in a situation where Ukraine continues to be brutally attacked across the board by munitions, by these cluster munitions that are have dud rates that are very, very low, I mean, very high, that are dangerous to civilians, number one. Number two, uh, the Ukrainians are running out of ammunition. Uh, the ammunition that they, they call them 155 millimeter weapons. This is a this is a war relating to munitions, and uh, they're running out of those that ammunition, and we're low on it. What? Just say we're at war with Russia. If if you are at this point, it's no longer aid or whatever. If you're admitting they're running out of weapons to fight the enemy. And we are now responsible for making sure they have the weapons to fight the enemy. You are at war with that country. Mm-hmm. Well, you had Just Mike, say it. Mike Pence last week saying that Americans may have to fight Russians. He took it like next level. Well, and, and it's he, not just sending ammunition. Now he's talking about sending people. Well, and look, and Mike Pence throughout his entire career in the Congress was never shy about sending other people's children to fight and die in ill-begotten, poorly conceived wars. He also was never shy about adding literally trillions of dollars to our nation's debt to fund the ill-begotten wars that other people's kids uh, you know, go and fight and die. And so that coming from a complete zero like Mike Pence doesn't surprise me at all. Just say it. We are at war with Russia. Stop screwing around with it. Stop. We're, we're, you know, we're funding our. No, Ukraine is so little of an ally. You don't want them in NATO. We are at war with Russia. You're using Ukraine as a proxy war 
that, that you don't have the guts to come out and say or send the ground troops in yet, which we all know that's where it's going to end. Just man up and say it. The military industrial complex is alive and well. It's winning again, as it always does. And we are at war with Russia. Just be honest with us. Well, he can't because that would take an act of Congress to actually declare that officially. Oh, that would take an act of Congress. Oh, but suspending student loan debt or firing you for not getting a vaccine. Well, well, that doesn't take an act of Congress. But, oh, war does take an act of Congress. Yeah, that's something that Biden can do oh, on his I own. See. Yeah. All right, all right. So when we come back, we got Tucker Carlson audio, mm-hmm. which is great. And we've got to get into what an absolute obsessed weirdo Todd Rokita <laughs> is. Casey, you heard that audio. That's sick. He didn't mention you by name, but he definitely meant you, Rob Kendall. I'm not going to be ignored, Rob. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.